I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Believe it or not, we are on episode 14 of All American. Yes, you guys, we have covered 13 episodes so far of this amazing season. And tonight's episode is called Who Shot Ya? We find out at the very end who shot Coop. Um, there's going to be spoilers, obviously, in this after show. So if you haven't seen it, make sure to watch it before watching our after show because this was a great one. And also, you guys, we have a very, very special guest in the studio today. This is going to be an incredible show because we have Darnell in studio who is played by Da Vinci. So this is huge, you guys. Uh, for those of you not uh, watching but listening, he is just sitting here uh, <laughs> eagerly awaiting to share his thoughts of you know, the show and provide some really fun insight. We also are going to be having a special segment later on that we always have called MVP, where we share with you who the most valuable player of this week's episode is. Uh, we love getting to that no, because it, I look forward to this every single week. Um, and we're going to have a one-on-one -on -one interview with Da Vinci. If you guys have any questions for Da Vinci, make sure to leave it in the comments below because Sierra here will be reading your comments out loud and... We'll be answering everything on the spot, you guys. This is going to be super interactive, super engaging. With that being said, I am your host, Mina Nadine. And to my left, we have Sierra Chanel. Oh, it's me as always. <laughs> Happy to be back. Here we are. She always brings her astrological take to the show. We go over signs, what it means. We try to incorporate that as much as possible. Um, and on the very end of the table, we have Zakia. Hey! Who blows my mind every single time because she always gets the predictions right. And it, it's always mind-blowing for me because yes. I doubt her. She comes through and it's just... Mind blowing. CW needs to hire me like <laughs> as a writer. I'm just saying. It's because I told I her it. what happened. <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least, we have Da Vinci, whose voice you just heard, you guys. We're so excited to talk to you. We have been looking forward to this and just like knowing everything about what goes on behind the scenes, everything you can tell us, and anything you can tease okay. moving forward. Okay. Yeah. Um, Think so, on that. Yeah, don't let her get you in trouble. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. Well, I'm not going to get you in trouble, but I'm definitely going to pull out as much as possible. Okay. <laughs> what were your overall thoughts of this week's episode? Overall thoughts, everyone was at their breaking point. I, say, I feel like I say that every single week. Everyone was just manic. Everyone was losing their minds. Coop, again, was doing too much for people that didn't necessarily deserve it. It was overwhelming. But we're here to tell the tale. <sighs> Oh, yeah. yes. <laughs> what she said. So that part. Honestly, this was the craziest episode. And if you guys watch all the time, you know how I feel about Darnell and the show. And Darnell's right next to me, Da Vinci. So. How you feel about There's me? that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> how do you feel about Darnell? Shy. How do you feel, Sagia? Oh he's got me a crush one day. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> we just started this going off the rails. Oh, my God. Yeah, but I'm not a fan or nothing like those. So cool. <laughs> Y'all gotta catch me slipping. <laughs> you had a chance to read the script. What were your initial thoughts when you read the script for this week's episode and you found out that Sean's mom was the person who ends up killing Tyrone? So, <clears throat> true story. I wasn't at the table read because I think I was I was out of town. So I didn't like. 
get the same special table read effect. Right. So I was kind of like reading it really fast because like right when I got back in town, I had to like shoot. So I was really just studying my lines, like my part. Like I was like, okay, it's just it's that. <laughs> so, but then skimming through the ending, I'm just being honest right now. Yeah. <laughs> They're well, probably you like, you're not going to hire him for season three. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, um, so yeah, but then when I got to that part, I was just like, what? I was hoping it was Coop. And I was hoping, hoping. it was like. Yeah, I was hoping it was Coop. Yeah, 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 Like, I was hoping that, you know, but she got off with, like, self-defense or something. Right. So I was really hoping that she popped Tyrone. Because I was just like, I didn't like him from season one. So well, like, yeah. Nobody did. Yeah. So there Toxic. Was, was there, you know, what I thought was really interesting about this week's episode is Tyrone is almost being humanized a bit where we find out that there were people who actually did love Tyrone. I thought that was really interesting because, you know, obviously this story is being told through the perspective of all the other characters that we root for, the kids that, you know, Beverly and also uh, the kids who are from Crenshaw. And we don't get to see that side where people like Tyrone. We see the world in which Tyrone is either feared or he has alliances Mm -hmm. or he's hated. But it was so interesting to see a new take where you know, the minister at the beginning of this week's episode talks about he was a person, this is what he was like when he was a kid. I really thought that was interesting. What effect do you guys think that had Mm. of, like, humanizing someone that has so often throughout this entire season and season one been so vilified? I mean, like, death is sad regardless Mm. of who you are, you know what I mean? And it's all about perspective whenever people pass away. There's always someone that, like, loves that person or had love for that person. And so, I, I don't know. I think it's important to kind of bring that to light whenever someone passes, especially in a TV show. Yeah, for sure. And I think, too, what played a huge part is the fact that they're explaining how close the neighborhood was. Because right. Tyrone, to be known by the pastor, that this church that everyone goes to, it, to be known since he was a child and now since um, till his death, and then along with all the other children, which was Coop, Sean, Sean's yeah. mother's back. We found out she kept pop Tyrone. But <laughs> the the fact of, like, being in the black church and understanding that the hood is, although you have enemies, like, you've probably grown up with these people, and that's, like, a real dynamic that you see totally. in, in the neighborhood. So, mm-hmm. I, I like that they, they brought that aspect. But, again, it was crazy. I'm, I'm happy that they decided to tell Tyrone in a different light, because we often want to hate him, but it was, like, harder to hate him when he was dead. Yeah. Right. I remember yeah. we were talking about that. We were like, we want to know more about him at one point. And I think we found out that little bit. Right. Yeah. Did you think that he was going to be killed off so soon? I know it's been a long time coming, but it felt like, you know, Tyrone had the ball in his court. It really felt like he was the one operating from a position of power, yeah. and everybody else seemed scared for their lives. It's so interesting to see how everything kind of reversed. Yeah. I was starting to think that Sean was invincible. You know what I mean? Like, Tyrone. I mean, <laughs> shoot. Yes, Tyrone. I was starting to think that he was invincible. Yeah. Like, he was doing all these crazy things and nothing was ever happening to him. And yeah, I was shocked. That was the last person I literally thought was going to die. Like, I thought Spencer was going to die before him. Yeah. True. I'm not going to lie. I thought it <laughs> wow. took too long. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. But one thing, uh, just to piggyback off what you guys were saying about the Tyrone situation, I, I think it was really dope that they showed him in that other light. Because mm-hmm. I feel like. Anybody is a killer if you push him to the right limits. Mm, right. You know I mean? So I think, like, that's why I like the movie that with Joker that just recently came out. Right. And just to show what what things, like, just make a man get to that point. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So it was just like, because I come from, I was born in Brooklyn and moved in Orange. I was right by the projects. 
I seen kids that I went to school with that's like now they're female, or mm. they're real killers. Like yeah, they're locked up for life, and it's like these were innocent kids. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. It's just like the hands that they were dealt pushed them in that direction. So they're not yeah. necessarily evil. It's just like nature, their environment made them like that cold. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you, see that with, you see that with Sean's mom, too. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you, that was deep. But, that was deep, y'all. I'm, but, I'm just saying. I'm not, not just because I'm a fan. Like, that was <laughs> No, because everybody was like, she's going to agree with everything you said. She could do no wrong in the kids. I said, this plan is already out there. Well, <laughs> he was like, rolling his neighborhood. And I'm like, fuck, <laughs> you're crazy. Oh, my God. So. Do you guys think, I know this is getting into predictions a little bit, and we're going to save that for later, but do you guys think that there is going to be some sort of, like, blowout or pushback because of Tyrone's absence and all the people who were allies with him? Do you think that someone is going to have to pay for this, even though Sean's mom has already turned herself in? Or do you think this is kind of, like, the end to all of this, you know, violence and, you know, payback? I mean, I'm assuming it's never going to be the end, but I hope that it at least takes Coop out of the equation. You know what I mean? Where people aren't trying to kill her, too. Yeah. I feel like there's not going to be anything else about Tyrone. Maybe there's going to be a new emerging, like, gangster. Maybe Coop is going to take the gangster position. (laughs) I need Coop to just chill out. Read a book. Like, hang out with your friends. I can't. I'm trying to see Coop be a drug lord. I'm not going to lie. No. Focus on your music. Get in the studio. I can't. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) That's just me watching too many gangster movies. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love them. Okay, but yeah, I think someone else is going to emerge, but Tyrone is completely out the question. Right. Hopefully, Coops get famous because, and hopefully, this song is going to make her get famous. Right. Uh, I know Da Vinci gets to see some of the scripts beforehand. Um, how far into the future do you know about the show and what's going to happen for the season finale? Oh, I mean, we finished it already. So you know, you know everything yeah. that happens. Yeah, like everything, everything's everything. on the table. Yeah. What can you tease or tell us about what we can expect for okay, so, <laughs> the following okay. episodes? So what, what I would say as like an audience member is that there's always like a price to pay for anything in life. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. So it's like, it's oh like God. some nothing. There's always like a, a counteraction for your actions. So I was like. To kill someone like as big as Tyrone, you would be a fool to think that that's it. Right. That's like you you coming for someone's head. That's like a big shot. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So it's just like even if Sean's mom is in prison. Even if Sean's mom is in prison, there's still I, I someone think, that's gonna I, pay. I think so. Like someone have to, you know. Yeah, I, I didn't think pay. it was over. I really didn't yeah, think uh, it was I over. Mean, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm watching like you guys, but I just. Think, like, you know? He's like, I'm I watching. I, I wasn't every single episode, but I am watching. Like, <laughs> Out of all the things that have happened, um, that you can talk about, was there any one moment when reading a script or watching a performance play out where you were just like, wow, jaw dropped, like, I can't believe this is happening, or like anything that really like took you by surprise in the writing of the show? I think, I think episode seven mm-hmm. when Corey died. Okay. Because yeah. it's like, that was so sad. We were sobbing, crying. Yeah, and and it, it kind of like the story with like Corey and Spencer. It kind of like hit home in a way. You know, my father's still alive. Not mm-hmm. that, but but it's like you know, my father went off and like started another family. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I was I heard a lot of things about him growing up, and I didn't really get to know him until I lived with him when I was like 14. Mm. So 
it's like there was definitely like animosity like you went off you started this new family and da 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 this and that but it's just like as you mature and become a man you just realize like my parents did the best they could you know they're from a third world country they 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 don't they didn't know any better if they did I don't think they would do that right. you know what I'm saying so I just you know it's it's hard to know that you grew up completely different from like your half sibling mm-hmm. you know it's just like damn Mm-hmm. The amount of meals I missed. You know what I'm saying? But it just takes, like, you know, just life and experience to just make you be like, you know what? It's not your fault. Like, I understand. Like, you, you didn't know better. Mm-hmm. And you, if you did, then. Wait, sorry. <laughs> Speaking of, because, like, you're giving us a little insight of, like, who you are, mm-hmm. Da Vinci. So I had this. I wrote this down. Like, because I want to know who's Da Vinci. Are you similar to Darnell? Or, like, who are you? Basically, you seem like you're sort of shy, but very outgoing and kind in the show. Is that the same person here, or? Darnell is definitely kind of similar to me. Mm-hmm. I would definitely say that. And he, after, like, he left the little asshole phase, he definitely turned into me. Mm-hmm. You know, like, the first the asshole tough guy, ah, that was not me. Mm-hmm. You know, but, like, afterwards, I was like, you know, wow, he's really, like, turning into me, you know? So mm-hmm. I, I think I think there's, there's similarities there. Do you feel like you relate more to Darnell or Spencer when you're watching the show play out and seeing, like, his life experiences unfold? Yeah. I think, I think Spencer, because it's like, I grew up in, like, a predominantly all-black school, but I kept getting in trouble. And then at 13, <clears throat> my father, I got sent to my father in Florida, and then I went to a predominantly all-white school. Mm-hmm. So, and then just seeing the dichotomy with those two, two worlds, it was mm-hmm. just like, yo. Like, first time I dealt with racism. I used to think, like, racism was over. Mm-hmm. Nope. When I went to the South, I went to Florida. And it was, like, Central Florida. Mm. So not Miami, <laughs> not Orlando, not <laughs> what they advertise. Yeah. It's, like, where you'd be driving and you see, like, a noose hanging off of a tree. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and, like, where girls would tell you, I would date you, but you're black. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, since you're, I hope they're watching now. <laughs> no, I'm uh, playing. No, 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 I'm playing. No, but, but really, though. I'm, like, no. I'm from Texas. I get it. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. So it was, like, just seeing those two different worlds, and I think it was definitely helped me a lot. Like, because mm-hmm. I, I came, like, with, like, the same energy from up north, and then I got down there. I went to court, mm-hmm. 13, just just doing bad shit but it's just like that <laughs> being there though like it really like straightened me up do you have any 100%. advice for people who are struggling with a place of just feeling in between two worlds mm-hmm. or not belonging to either group gotcha I think if you're not if you find yourself not fitting in I think that's a sign from God like you were born to stand out not think fitting. message you know what I'm saying so I think I think you just gotta embrace that like growing up I never embraced that English wasn't my first language. Mm-hmm. I never embraced that. I'm Haitian. We have Dominican and us. We have a bunch of... I never embraced that. I always wanted to be like the African-American kids because mm-hmm. they would make fun of the islanders. They were like, oh, you're an African booty scratcher. So I would never embrace that. But now, like, I'm a man. Everyone's like, yeah, that's dope. You speak French? Like, what the... You know? So mm-hmm. it's just like... I would just tell any kid, like... But it's kind of hard for them to really <laughs> grasp this right now due to the fact that, you know... Like, nature forces upon the minds of men the influences of their environment. Mm -hmm. So it's like when you're in an environment that's not conducive to embracing who you are, it's kind of really hard to stand alone. So Mm -hmm. I understand, like, 100% those kids. Like, like it sounds better coming from me because they're going to be like, oh, you're here already. Like, if I do this in my public school, I'm going to get smacked in my head, you know? So it's just like 
blend in when you can, but just stay true to yourself. You know, that's that's what yeah. I really would say. I love that. Wow. I love that. So wow. for anyone, you know, tuning in right now yeah. uh, who is just I, I logging in to the chat, <laughs> um, we have Darnell in studio, Da Vinci. If you have any questions for him, make sure to leave it in the comment section below so that we can shout you out during the show and make sure your questions get answered, especially if it's any burning question. So yeah, you're going to be keeping a lookout I'm for that. I'm on it. So people are very happy that you're here. <laughs> whatever people are saying. Hey guys. Um, <laughs> but I do want to move on a little bit right now to the Olivia Asher and Billy Baker dynamic. Um, you know, from last episode, we saw that Olivia had confronted Asher about his steroid use. And he obviously came clean about it. But then Olivia in this episode has decided to tell her father about, you know, the use of steroids. And Billy Baker confronts Asher about that. And I don't want to say hell breaks loose, but obviously this shakes up the dynamic between the three of them. Um, And we finally have a situation in which at the end of the episode, Billy Baker takes the heat Mm -hmm. for something that was Asher's problem, which we'll get to in a second. But I first want to ask you, did Olivia do... She's a snitch. Did Olivia do the right thing? (laughs) (laughs) Did Olivia do the right thing by being a snitch? She's always doing that. Is she always? Is she? (laughs) Here comes Olivia. No. She's she's just a tattletale, like... I want to talk to Asher first. Like, look, Asher, I'm going to tell my pops, like, you're doing this shit. Like, if you don't yeah. stop that. I would have, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't going to go straight to the head coach. Yeah. Like, that's some Beverly shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. That's some Beverly stuff. <laughs> uh, so you wouldn't have done that. You would have gone nah, straight to the think, source. I would have talked to him about it. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Then I would have threatened to tell. But also, okay. we can't forget, like, she has had serious issues that's with addiction. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think... I would agree. Okay, team Olivia. I, no, no, no. I usually, every week, I'm like, I can't stand Olivia. Yeah. Oh, really? No, yeah, literally. We are. <laughs> but, you know, every I'm week. Olivia, yeah, every week. single week, I'm team Olivia. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, no. No, no. But, Put like, her. truly, she has had, like, serious issues with addiction. And I was, like, so against her until the end when she was like, I literally can't be around this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, well, I get that. But, I don't know. I, I honestly think... She loved him so much, and then she understood like the how hard addiction was. That this week, I'm gonna say, okay, Olivia, we understand why you told. And I also think it was really kind and man of Asher to be like, look, I can't even be mad at you. Like, yeah, I'm upset, but thank you. You know, you care about me. Type. Like I would, I was thought Asher on them steroids was gonna be like, oh, I saw oh, him I hitting out like a door. Yeah, yeah, but he was he he manned up. So For go sure. ahead. Do you think Asher is deserving of a second chance to be on the team, given his steroid use, given that nobody else? You know, like, this wouldn't cut it in any other environment. Like, you would just be out for this type of thing anywhere else. Isn't this his second time getting in trouble? Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I just, I think that Mrs. Baker, she said something, like, I hope he appreciates what you actually did for him. Mm -hmm. And I feel like he's not going to, because he always just gets emotional and, like, pops off on, like, something random. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. So I I don't know. I hope he appreciates it. I'm kind of annoyed because for me, what I was thinking was like, Billy, you're giving up your check. Like this no, is right. this is how you feed your family. Right. But his wife makes like helicopter <laughs> yeah. district attorney. No, Come she, on, yeah, they're separated. They're really... So at any point, 
He could be going they're back gonna, home to his dad. They're gonna get back together. I'm not even worried about that. But he got that ex NFL money. You know what I'm saying? Oh right. I think he's stashed. I'm like that runs out of the I don't. I don't know. For me, I was annoyed with the fact. I understood why Billy Baker did it, but I was with Laura. Like, right? Why? Like, this is a little boy. He, yeah, he's going to mess up this, again. This isn't even your son or your child. But he was trying to make right of his wrongs because he with, brought up with, Jordan. With Jordan, yeah. Oh, right. right. He was like, I feel like he was trying to be like, I have to do the right thing now. He felt guilty. I mean? yeah. Right. Yeah. Even though he still didn't do the right thing, because the right thing right. to say that was actions. <laughs> <laughs> so. That's yeah, like, yeah. Oh my god. He I mean, he, the drama. he definitely took the bullet for Asher. Um, but what I really did appreciate about Coach Billy Baker was that he struck a deal with Asher where he said, You are going to stay on the team as long as you do a daily urine test with me. And I think that that was super effective in making sure that his sacrifice was not for nothing, right. that he would be taking those tests to ensure that he would not have steroid use at yeah, all. Right. So well, I love that he ensured that um, that contract, if you will, to like take the next step. Right. Like I that. just like literally, where did Coach Baker hide those drugs? <laughs> if like a custodian like just found them, you know what I mean? He threw them out at school. Like, he, oh, it's steroids! Put it so garbage. So clearly labeled. Like let me just go like in his office. It's a show, away. guys. It's a show. No, this is real life. No. And where did Chris come from? I'm still questioning where Chris came from. Wait, Chris. Yeah, Chris. Chris Olivia's friend. Uh, we'll we'll get to that in oh a bit. Girl, yeah. with Brains. <laughs> Brains. Brains. With Brains. He never had upgrades. He never had Brains before. I hope him out with it. It's because he was shooting a show in Italy that told him to grow his hair. Stop. So then when he came back. <laughs> <laughs> Hidden <Stop>. gems. <laughs> I have to tell you guys an inside oh, scoop. Hidden oh gems. Oh my god, I'm spiraling. Oh my god. <laughs> well, first of all. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> We all were like, where are these brands come from? <laughs> I love they that. They hanging and on his no, neck. He grew right. up for a long time. Right. <laughs> and no one That's said, a year. And no one said anything. Like, we were supposed to act like he was okay. What do we think of Billy Baker taking the bullet for Asher? What are your thoughts? <sighs> hmm? I think if you're a problem t- child, you know, like, I don't know if I would take the bullet for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But maybe the third time should be like everyone deserves a second chance right I'm definitely a firm believer in that if I didn't have a second chance I would have never been here right now yeah you know but like a third fourth fifth sixth chance do you think do you think that he might have a little bit more empathy for Asher given that Olivia has gone through drug addiction given that Jordan has made mistakes as well do you think that gives him a different level of empathy yeah definitely I think I think because of the Jordan mistake and because of Olivia being you know a drug addict at one point I think he's definitely like that's what made him, you know, you know, just be like, yeah, I'm gonna take this hit for you. I think it's because like he's starting to really see his football uh players as his family. Before when Spencer almost died, like he's honestly starting to say, These are my boys. Not only Jordan is my son, these are my mm-hmm. sons as well. Mm-hmm. But Twist. Okay, this is another prediction. What if he goes plays goes coaches? Uh, for, uh, what if he coached for Crenshaw? Okay, I'm done. Oh wow, I know, right? That'd be cute. That would be great. I'm a writer. Yeah. <laughs> Are you really? No. Uh, she will be. She will be I'm a writer. At this rate, with her predictions, yeah. she, she's yeah, going to get into the honestly, writer's room at honestly, any point now. Honestly, with your predictions, if you keep making them accurate like that, you should gamble. 
she's got a big head. a waste of talent. Like, <laughs> gamble. Me gambling and being a millionaire. I'll cut you out like... like yeah, I'm about to be in Vegas. Come like, $25. <laughs> no, I'm just Another situation I really want to get into is Jordan and Simone. Um, Simone... Oof is she's pregnant last episode we saw her have that chat with her parents Mm -hmm. now she's living with the bakers and laura confronts her and tells her don't hurt my boy like you did it in the past you need to figure out a game plan if you're gonna be a mom tough love or good advice i think that it was perceived a little bit differently like i don't think she needed to like completely move out of the house and like you know, never be seen again. Right. I think she was looking out for her son. She totally. really said, I don't want Jordan to be hurt. And then Simone was also looking out for Jordan because at the end of the day, he's hurt now, but he'll get over it. But say when, once his baby is, like, born and he really understands What's that he's... his baby? No, this baby. Oh. Yeah. it's not his baby. I was so, say, what? <laughs> <laughs> not my man. He's like, I'm on the wrong show. <laughs> Um, but no, once the baby is born, he really starts to understand he's not his father. She, she doesn't want him to get too involved, which I understand from like a pregnant woman's point of view and a mother's point of view. So Simone's really just looking out for it. Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on, we would like to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, plus there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Jordan. Right. Do, do you think in real life that would happen? I think it has like happened. Jordan, oh, my mom would like, like take a, a char- deep breath. A character like Jordan though, like based off a of hot, his actions in the a show. A smoking hot character who's on a football team taking yeah. care of another girl's child yeah. at the age of 16 and not with those parents I'm not coming Hills. for any of the writers. Yeah, I mean anything I'm is possible saying, in this like, world, right? I would find that hard. I feel like he's a dream guy at this point. Like a voluntary stepdad. That's crazy. He doesn't got to be in that situation. But there are people Young like love that, is though. interesting. You never know yeah. what you would yeah, do for someone he, at that age. Yeah. Okay, if if he was desensitized to women, like this is like his first girl or second girl, I would be like, okay. Right, but we saw but this how is he not, was acting You know right. what I'm saying? So this guy is like, I mean, maybe Simone just got it like that or something. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> maybe she got it like that. <laughs> 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 right. like, I honestly don't know how it went from him just being, like, an F-boy to developing this friendship with Simone to now being 100% invested. It felt like it went from 0 to 180 really quickly. I because he thought he was going to be a dad. Exactly. Yeah. That's what changed yeah, exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah, but when he realized he wasn't and he was upset, he still was there for Simone, despite that really crazy thing that she did. Mm-hmm. And I found that extremely bizarre, but also commendable. Mm-hmm. And now, like, all of a sudden, it feels like he has this best friendship with her that's almost unreciprocated, mm-hmm. in a sense. Like, I would never, ever. lie <laughs> to me like that yeah. trying to get me to be the baby daddy and they're like that's not my baby I would thank God like oh yes and just leave yeah she would never hear even, from me again. even if you're invested never. in the idea yeah. of having a kid and you're excited about it and you like think about it and you're like I'm gonna be a dad 
dad, then you really would just be like, oh, this girl's crazy, I'm out, even though you had this image in your mind of a baby coming into the world. Absolutely, it would have disappeared so fast. Wow! I was like, wow, I can't believe I'm about to have a kid. She's like, it's not mine. Woo! Yeah. Oh, and especially in high school? Like, yo, come on. It is. I I am very shocked because I thought the topic of abortion would come up, like, more full force. And it did come up a little bit in last week's episode where Mm -hmm. the parents were trying to tell Simone, you got to get rid of this baby. You're getting an abortion. And her just being so adamant about keeping the baby. Mm -hmm. And what was confusing to me is if you are going to keep a child you should have some sort of game plan. Especially if you have nowhere to live, you don't have a partner, you're doing this on your own. Totally. Like, come up with a plan, because at your age, if you have, like, an entryway into Stanford, you're literally sacrificing all of this to not really be sure about what you want. Well, okay, so, for people who've gotten pregnant young Mm -hmm. and, you know, whatever, I I don't think that she's sacrificing everything I don't personally think that. I think you can be a mother. You can be a young mother and still have all the things that someone who had their baby at 35 could. Mm -hmm. Whatever. I'm just, like, throwing out numbers. But I do, I understand, like, where she's coming from, that she wanted to actually keep her child. Because if there is a child, you know, if you you get pregnant and that's something you want to do, if that's your choice, by all means, if you choose to have an abortion have an abortion I mean like I just don't think we should be like she's not gonna be able to do all of this cause that's that's not true yeah, she's gonna she's gonna be fine, and I think she's Laura. She's gonna be fine. That's a stretch. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> okay, baby. No, I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. This I'm guy, playing. she is screwed, dude. But, <laughs> oh, no, man. but I think Laura was preparing her to be a mother. Although, like, it came off really harsh. She was, yeah, she came in hot. Yeah, she's an attorney. She, yeah, but mm-hmm. she was basically telling her like, get your stuff together. You're about to have a baby. Mm-hmm. Right. You can't be dragging everybody along with your mess. Like, this is this is this is you now, girl. And yeah. She doesn't have people to tell her that too. Yeah. So it, right. it's just hard because Laura is so attached to what's actually going on, and she's clearly a bit biased, and that's what made it a little. I'm happy we're seeing Laura talk. This I really the Laura past two is, episodes she's we've been seeing more of her hot. character yeah. yeah I definitely appreciate that um Tony Stark uh, three thousand in the chat is saying I think the Jordan storyline does happen in the real world but you just don't hear about it a lot um I wonder if that's true Tony but Stark I like I that name <laughs> yes um, I agree Tony that it isn't unrealistic um since some coaches will do the same for their football players especially if they have a bright future in the NFL. He's basically talking about what Billy Baker did, taking taking the bullet, taking the heat for Asher. Um, I love all these comments coming in. Shout out to Nat Rosen. Very unrealistic to throw away steroids on the school property. (laughs) Right. Like, totally with you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's some holes in the storytelling, but, you know, we can't have everything perfect all the time. Um, Da Vinci, I do want to turn this on you now and, like, ask you about your experience being on set, working with the cast. What has that been like for the past season? Um, it's it's been great. It's been great. Uh, like when I got on the set, it was like family. It's like I knew everyone there already, you know. And I and prior to being on set, I actually met a lot of them outside of set and just different, like you know, environments. So getting on there, it just felt really comfortable. I knew um, the casting department really well because I went out with for like Spencer like four times during the pilot. 
and then like a whole bunch of other characters like over and over and didn't get any of them mm -hmm. so and then you know this season they came back and I was like alright I'll self tape and then you know they how, how did you get into acting? Ooh. that's a good question um I've always wanted to act as a kid and like I did music and stuff like that but I guess it really everybody has entertainment dreams right. but then it's like to really like think like I could be an entertainer mm -hmm. you kind of have to be a little crazy mm -hmm. um I remember I was in college, College of Central Florida, getting my degree in criminal justice. And I took acting as an elective, you know? Like, it was an easy class. I'm just going to, you know, take it. And then I remember final exam day, my professor was like, yo, you should really pursue this. You, you're very natural at it. And I was like, yeah, don't gas me. I know the chances of being, <laughs> I know the chances of being an actual actor, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not about to, you know. But then I just started, like, I started, like, reading books and, I remember in that period, I was 17 when I got to college, and mm -hmm. I deleted, like, I had no social media, I wasn't hanging out with friends like that, I wasn't partying, I was celibate, sober, and for like two years, and I was just like reading and just educating myself, just reading, working out, that's it. And it's like, a light bulb really just went off in my head, it was like, yo, I think I can do this shit. Mm -hmm. And then I was reading the book, The Alchemist, and it was like, when something is really for you, the entire universe conspires into helping you achieve that mm -hmm. goal. So I just started seeing so many things fall into place, and I was like, maybe someone is talking to me. But I never shared it with anyone, really, because I know there's so many naysayers out there, so mm -hmm. I just really talked about it with my brother. And, you know, I just wrote down mantras and wrote down my vision and just came up north, started doing music, performing, got discovered at Jay-Z's mother's restaurant in Newark at the time. And then, you know, things just like, my manager there, he's like, he found me, he discovered me, and then started putting pieces together. And oh, my God. we just started grinding, and then, you know, it took a solid, like, five years. But I, I feel like it usually takes a little yeah. while. Yeah. What was, like, the first thing you did where you're like, oh, I'm an actor? Uh, it was Marvel Jessica Jones. Right after I signed with my agency, like, I booked two weeks later, and I was like, what the hell? This is crazy. I remember being on set, seeing how long, how many hours it takes to shoot just one scene. Right. I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, mm -hmm. the camera got to be this way, then this way, then this way, then this way. Then. <laughs> like, it took, like, four hours for just one scene. And I was like, I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> and I was, like, nervous as hell. And then right after that, I started working on Grownish. And I remember, like, it was just such a big set. Everybody knew everybody. Everybody knew where to go. And I'm just like acting like I know what to do I really don't it was a lot to really take in all of that because it's just like to just like it's different being in a class and then being on an actual production with those mm -hmm. cameras in front of it that you gotta hit marks and you, it's just so much mm -hmm. that goes behind it so it was you know it's a learning curve yeah. yeah is there a character that you haven't played yet like a type of character that you would want to play hmm. a villain Ooh. I don't think I want to be a villain. I don't think well, I can see you as one. Yeah, I've heard <laughs> the beginning of All American, I was like kind of like the asshole guy. Yeah, if you could look into a crystal ball and it could show you something about your future, what would you want to see? I wouldn't. I was gonna say I'm scared of crystal balls. I wouldn't. I, I don't. I just think there's a reason for why we can't do that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't try to play with that. You so, would just want to be surprised. And oh yeah, be I like present. the element of surprise. I wouldn't, cause then, and if I know that, 
And I, I know my mind and the way I am, like, I would be looking forward to that mm-hmm. yeah. over and over. Or, like, what if they, you know, like, I just, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Because that could really mess up how you live in the present moment mm-hmm. if you tamper with something like that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, yeah. Like, what if I ask him a question, like, when am I going to die? And they say, <laughs> in 36 years. That 36 years from today, I would be living every day thinking about that. I meant more like, what would you want for yourself if you could just, like, have it, you know, five years from now, ten years from like, now? what would I want for What would myself? you want for yourself in the realm of career? Oh, um, I want to get into directing and producing, mm-hmm. like, writing my own projects. I want to, like, be a lead in a few movies and, you know, be a lead. Some of the, you know, what I want kind of happen mm-hmm. so I guess yeah, just be like have my own show and probably like a few movies under my belt that where I'm the lead yeah so yeah and what part of uh, or what aspect of All American resonates with you the most I think everything mm-hmm. everything there's not everything I just just the whole storyline with the Crenshaw and Beverly and just how the kids are treated differently in Beverly Hills from Crenshaw, I think, because I kind of went through all of that, so I just think the entire storyline, I was like, wow, if I was in high school, this would be, mm-hmm. like, every day I would be going to school thinking I'm Spencer, like, yeah, I'm Spencer. <laughs> like, every day, like, it's, it's good. It's a good yeah. show. Did you play sports? Yeah. Played basketball, football, mm-hmm. baseball. Football was my favorite sport. Like, if I was to go pro in a sport, it would have been football. Mm-hmm. But it's like, my You really parents, are Spencer. <laughs> my, my parents, they just like, you know, you get hurt and yeah. injured, doctor's bills. They wasn't trying to pay for medical bills. So <laughs> that's the only thing they could think of. You know, like, that's it. Well, we have to wrap up the show very soon since we're out of time. Um, but I do want us to quickly go into predictions for next week. Uh, of what we think is going to happen, so... Okay, everybody knows I've been starting to predict the next season, so you're going to go to UCLA with Spencer, and then Simone's going to have a baby, and um, Jordan's going to be the step-daddy. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm like, me <laughs> I feel like I've said all of my predictions that keep getting shut down. I still think that... Why do I get Olivia and Layla confused? I think Coop and... Layla, something's gonna happen still. Yeah. Like together. Like, oh, like, like they, they like gonna... each other. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. That's... Okay, that I never heard that they one. Ha- wait, <laughs> Layla's the one that's like producing the music, right? <laughs> yeah, they have a chemistry. Yeah, they, they have they a chemistry. Do. Like they're creating art together. Mm-hmm. They're both so passionate about mm-hmm. it. They're so young. They're both so lost and confused. Like that's that's a home run. I'm seeing Layla. Yeah, Layla giving me those vibes. Not yeah. right. She I is. think I think Coop is gonna get into some more uh, trouble, not because of her own actions, but because that. of aggression directed towards her. She just has like this doe and headlights look, where she always looks like something's gonna happen and like lost and confused. So Tony Stark I, says, "I predict Coop and Layla are gonna have a moment." Yeah. Also, one other question: What was the way back set like? Oh, that was dope. Uh, working with Ben Affleck was like fire. Um, mm-hmm. He, um, we had this, we had a few conversations, but one of the, like, the greatest conversations was about height, because I always felt like I was too tall to be an actor, because mm-hmm. everyone is just, like, really short. Mm-hmm. Like, it's bad. Um, <laughs> no shade to you guys, but <laughs> it's just, it's the truth. And I was just telling him, like, I'm afraid, like, because of my height sometimes, and, like, I won't get roles because of that. And he's 6'4", so he's taller than me. And he was oh, my like, God, I did not know that. Yeah, ben Affleck, that's a, he's a big guy. And he was like, uh, like no, nah, they, they said the same thing to me and, and, and look at me now and mm-hmm. this and that. And 
He was like, don't worry about it. That's what's going to make you stand out. And right. I was like, all right, felt good about it. Thanks, Ben. That's so yeah, yeah, like, casually. <laughs> well, thank you oh so, so much, DaVinci, for joining us on today's episode of All America. And it's been a blast. We really hope you come back. We're going to have a reunion show okay, uh, for the season finale. So we hope you come back to All American. It's been a pleasure. Um, let everyone know where they can find you on social media, DaVinci. Okay, you can find me on Instagram at DaVinci, D A V I N C H I. Twitter, DaVinci Justy, D A V I N C H I J U S T E. And that's the only social media I have. <laughs> Great. So, yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Thank you so much, DaVinci. Yay. Zakia. Okay, guys, you can find me on Instagram at Zakia W underscore, and that's pretty much everywhere. Also, he's being humble. Catch him on HBO. You have like a show you're in the pilot. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I was shooting right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so. <laughs> so. Just follow him on social media, you guys. Yeah. You'll find everything out about him. Um, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and unfortunately TikTok at Sierra. Oh, Chanel. I have a TikTok. I'm sorry. Damn. I'm kidding. Right. I love TikTok. <laughs> DaVinci, what's your TikTok? Uh, it's DaVinci Justy, J- I mean, D A V I N C H I J U S T E. Perfect. And my name is Mina19. You can also find me on TikTok at Mina Makes Magic. Thank you so much for tuning in, you guys. We will see you all next week. Bye. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 